Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And it's the 5th of December, a day to remember. A day to remember and a day before my twin's birthday. Twins? Yeah. I have twin girls. How did I not know this? <laughs> Listen, we just met. I don't expect you to know these things. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I have twin girls that are 33 years old tomorrow, uh, Erica and Lauren, and I have a boy who is 28. Do they look this, are they identical no, twins? No, no, not in, in, oh, in, in no ways. They're congenital twins. Yeah. Or whatever they call fraternal, it. Fraternal, fraternal, though. I think a, a congenital, no, that's a disease, like a congenital de, uh, disease. I think when they're glued together or something. Yeah, they, oh, 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 starting out with a bang, aren't we? Well, what's happening uh, over the last week? Let's talk about this. Uh, I, I, I can't help but notice that everybody seems to be a bull. It, it's it's yeah, definitely. Yeah, I noticed this, too. Nobody, you know, everybody's like, well, you know, we we knew this was, first of all, they're all so smart. Yeah, you no, know, it goes like, here's the one I heard today. Oh, you know, well, we were all kind of predicting a recession, but then I was kind of thinking, maybe not. And then, uh, uh, you know, everyone, you know, they're just beating around the bush with this. This cracks me up. Yeah, and and, and, and they all uh, were right about the fact that uh, they bet right on the stock market, of course. And yeah, while they well, all thought there was a recession coming, they all had the right bets on They were all in, yeah. Of course, true. of course. Everybody's a buyer, um, and I, I think I think there's something to be said about when we have all these bulls. Right now, there's a lot of positioning going on. Read some fascinating discussions about uh, a variety of trades that are on right now. The catch-up trade that's going on, where people were left behind, so they're buying anything they can to try to catch up, especially with mm -hmm. the the things that didn't work. And that was it really evident. sound like a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Everything, everything, uh, everything was. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't sound like a good idea. No. Yeah. That so, that in fact kind of always sounds like to me a classic bear trap. It's a bear trap or a bull trap. Well, what? See, uh, uh, which which way is the market going? It sounds to me like it's a bad idea yeah. <laughs> to buy a stock at the at the peak. Yeah, it's a bull trap. It's a bull trap. Bulls get in, and they can't. They oh, bulls! Oh, it's a, they're trapping the bull, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. you trap the bull, and you become a bear, or become the market becomes a bear. Okay, I get this mixed up. Apparently, yeah. so here's the, the the funny thing is that what you're seeing is a really fascinating trade going on where the bad comes up, and we saw that particularly yesterday on Monday. Today was a little bit different. Today was because yesterday. All of the big caps were down because they were rotating. Everybody's like all a fluster saying, bam, we better get back in. As a matter of fact, Apple hit the three trillion club again today. First yeah, time in that. many it months. Was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Especially because their sales have been floundering. Or foundering. Or one of the two. Yeah, founder the foundering the flounder. Whatever the case is, that it was like, oh, I'm always just looking at that as a, some sort of a short someday, but I have yet to be fulfilled in my desires. Yeah, and and, and what happens is right now that uh, all the share buybacks that are kicking in, the the gamma trades where it's creating a very narrow range of returns, you'll see this magic point three. We'll call, we'll call it the magic number th thirty three. It's usually thirty basis points in either direction for the markets. 
Doesn't go below, doesn't go above. Just hangs out in that range. Markets tip down. It's like almost a, another gentleman's agreement that we won't let it go down more than 30 basis points when we're actually in the buying mode. You just write, buy it right back up. Uh, I don't know if we're going to talk about this, but uh, in, in our warm-up discussion, there's a new book out for young investors. Is this something we can talk about or is it a secret or what? Uh, it'll be out in two weeks. Two weeks, all right. So we'll hold that thought, but I'm going to ask yeah. you to remind us of that. And then we can uh, uh, be part of the uh, the uh, award to the winner of the closest to the pin contest. Oh, that's, that's a good idea. Uh, China, credit rating issue. And uh, <laughs> talk about my, it could be my favorite scheme, scam, charade of 2023. Yeah. It, 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 I, I read it and I'm reading about it and I'm like, wait a second for, just hold on. Something is awry. <laughs> I'm telling you, I read it. I'm like, wow, that is brilliant. It is, it is so brilliant because it's totally legal and everybody's happy about it. It does good things for everybody across the board, but what's really behind it? We'll talk about that in a second. So anyway, um, markets, gold at an all-time high. Bitcoin, yeah. up, 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 hit 44,000 today. All asset, alt assets, uh, are picking up except except for Earl. Earl is like seventy two, which is really fascinating. Yeah. Uh, OPEC can't get themselves together. No, no, and um, big money into money markets is interesting. Now you're going to start hearing a lot of discussion. Uh, last week we talked about a word of the week. We're not going to do this as a regular thing, but we talked about. What was last week? The word of the week. It was all, uh, oh, it was a phrase that everybody was talking about. Hmm. I got to look that up. This time, you got to start hearing about money on the sidelines. Money on the sidelines, which is there is X amount of money on the sidelines that is waiting to supercharge the markets. <laughs> yeah. Money on the sidelines. There's always money on the sidelines yeah. going to do something. It's always money on the sidelines. There's, there's a, almost a mandate to have money in cash and money markets for certain entities. But that doesn't stop the bulls from trying that again. You know, all the phrases that we know, the weather, you know, COVID uh, supply chain, uh, blockchain, and now we have money on the sidelines. Just add it to the, to the list. It, 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 these phrases we could just write a book about if we just start yeah. jotting them down. Yeah. And then they it's rotate, true. they rotate and they, they, they just come back. That is like bad pennies. Yeah, I heard money on the sidelines. We've heard that a long time ago. Years, years. Money on the sidelines. Excess of money on the sidelines coming into the markets. Uh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin hit 44,000 on Tuesday. It's highest in almost a year, year and a half. And that's pretty much been due to this idea that the uh, an ETF is going to be coming out in theory. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's going to, but they keep on at least trying to <laughs> to create. Well, it's a good the way image. to pump pump the pump the uh, pump the price, pump and dump. And this is pump and dump, for exactly. All we know. Yeah, yeah, pump and dump. And 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 I think the other thing they they talk about is well, we got a lot of the bad stuff behind us. We got you know the Binance guy is in trouble, and 
he's probably going to face a big fine and possibly court sentence, maybe even jail. And we have you think that would that would drop the price a bit. You would think so. FTX fraud is behind us now. Okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Okay, is it really? No. And uh, but but everybody's giving into the fact that okay, what the hell? They want it. Let them have it. That's the way it looks to me. So. Again, if you want to use Bitcoin as a speculative asset, I, I really have no problem with that. The store of value shenanigans, the the idea that there's going to be a scarcity factor, which there is, but who cares? Or it's going to be used as a currency. Oh, come on. This is not happening. You know, that will replace, it'll replace so, sovereign uh, uh, currencies. It's not going to happen. Well, it did happen in Costa Rica, didn't it? No, El Salvador. El Salvador. Yeah, it, it flopped. Is that what happened? It's it's go look it up. It's not a good thing. Really, never no, took okay. off. There was a lot of excitement over it. You they know, we had all these to the El Salvadorian peso. Yes, it was like worthless. It was just going to, to nowhere. And then they brought Bitcoin in to try to stabilize a a common currency that you know had good backing and. They should just switch to dollars like Argentina wants to do. Yep. Um, I I don't think so. I think El Salvador is actually somebody in the chat room saying that El Salvador is booming. I, I I didn't say that El Salvador is not booming. I said that the currency is not working. So we'll see. Um, Bitcoin is up 55% from the year's low of 26,000 on October 11th. So October last year, by the way, the low last year in the markets, the exact date, was October 12th of 2022 when the stock market bottomed. It came down hard throughout the year and then just started all of a sudden turning around on October, we'll call it 13th. Bottomed on the 12th and started coming very strong. So this year, we had a very similar situation. I'm not sure what the significance is of that particular day. Bitcoin up 165% year to date. Yeah, it's not bad. Nope. Still way off the record of 69,000. Well, that was back in November of 2021. And then slid down 50% for the next it year. It goes down. It mm-hmm. goes up. It right. goes down. Yeah. Gold hitting all-time highs. Reasons? I don't know. Is it? Nobody seems to know. <laughs> Is it the it's U.S. dollar it. sinking? Maybe. No, the dollar's doing well. It's against the euro right now. It's a buck seven. But it has been nudging lower. Mm. Is it because of risk off that nobody wants to be involved in things? Not really. I, I don't really understand that. The gold miners ETF is still 10% below its 2023 peak, which is really weird. You, you have gold at an all-time high. You would think the miners would generally be at an all-time high also. You'd think so, yes. Yeah. So maybe that's uh, GDX is a symbol there. It could be something to look at because... If gold continues to maintain its high valuation, you would think that the miners would have greater profitability moving forward. You would think. Something to think about. GDX. Rare earth materials. Are you familiar with these? Oh, yeah. So I looked into these a little bit because I was like, all right, what's so rare about them? Turns out nothing. Nothing Those rare. Those are the call. It's on the periodic table. It's like it's like a name. It's, yeah, a, name. it's a name. Yeah. But, but everybody thinks they're really rare. Oh, my God. So it's a group of 17 metals used to make magnets that turn power into motion for electric vehicles, cell phones. Well, 
We don't it's get, used for all kinds of things. It's, it's motor for electric vehicles. Displays, not, it's used for mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. They're very uh, useful. Um, uh, pure bunch of a group of a uh, product of uh, elements. And, and we know that China is really a big part of this. No, they, they've been glomming on it. They, they're the Chinese. Uh, whoever's behind it are smart, and they've glommed on to most of the rare earth uh, mines they could find. Eighty-seven percent of global rare earths refining capacity happens in China. Yeah. They started, uh, as you said, glomming this in the 80, in the 1980s. Yeah. They get, they have a clue. Pretty good. So U S uh, United States is looking for areas in Alaska and other Western States. Uh, we got place. We, we actually, there's a lot of rare earth uh, yeah. areas in the United States. We can it, scrounge, we can scrounge up. They're not quite like, uh, uh, Stuff you can just go scrape off the ground. I mean, the Chinese have got the good stuff. But but the problem is we're going to try to do this in a clean manner here. Can't be done. So <laughs> that's the problem. This can't be done. Right. Very difficult to extract because they're usually parts of other, mm, what do you, let's say, rocks or, or minerals. Minerals, rocks. But you have to get them out of there. Or, it's only a little bit of it here and there, and you got to grind up all this stuff and make a mess. Right. Same thing with lithium. Lithium a, is a huge mess maker. So the Chinese glom onto this stuff because they don't have the rules and restrictions we have. And so they can, you know, we go, well, you know, I'll sell to the Chinese because we can't do anything with it. So there's going to be all sorts of rules. You know, once this starts creating the dust cloud that it will, if yeah, they start it'll, mining it'll turn out to be carcinogenic, probably. Sure. Oh, of course, everything is. Everything is. Talc. Baby baby powder. Talcum and baby powder. That's baby. Yeah, because of elements of uh, asbestos that are kind of built into it. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with this. But I was, I, I was thinking this only because with all the electric vehicles and the problem with, as we talked about the, uh, problem with, with disposal and recycling and uh, of the batteries, and then yeah. the, the the requirement to potentially uh, have a lot more battery in in in, in th- they're a big user electric vehicles. There course. there is a, uh, a couple of companies that have cropped up. I don't have their names, and I don't know if they're traded. Uh, that recycle. Mm-hmm. Lithium ion batteries and at, the lithium is recyclable. You can get it back out of there and then you can reformulate new batteries. Uh, I think that's also probably a mess. Um, but, and I haven't seen any operation that shows that it's really worthwhile as opposed to brand new batteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's possible that they could save the day with something like that. Maybe. And that would be good because if we can have sustainability, in the rare yeah. earths, or at least part of them. I mean, that would be that would go right along with the whole thesis. Yeah, yeah. As opposed, I'm guessing uh, they'll never pull it off. As opposed to oil, which just disappears. I don't see any evidence of that. Well, you put, what do you mean? You have oil, you refine it, you put it in your car, your gas, where's it go? Well, no, I know, but it keeps coming out of the ground for some reason. I'm talking reason. about the when it's, when it's spent. Oh, yeah, well, it burns off and becomes, yeah. The evil CO2 and mm-hmm. nitrogen uh, and whatever else comes out of the pipe. Uh, nitrous, nitrous oxide, usually. Nit- nitrogen trioxide, or nit- no, it wouldn't be trioxide. That would be nasty. Is it, is and, it, uh, don't you get, don't, don't you, the stuff that comes out of cars, isn't it mono? Uh, 
you get uh, some carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we had peak oil. We had worry about the yeah, Middle East. What happened East. to that? It's gone. It was just, yeah. Even though it was it's a wealth, good idea at the time, it was a great idea coming out with paper after paper and dire warnings. I mean, it made all the sense of the world if you wanted to pump up the price. Same thing with about the ice age that was coming. Oh, yeah, the ice age that went in. I've got some documentation, you know, that thing where people like Bill Maher said, Oh, there's one article and it was never, it would never have. There were thousands of articles about you can look them up about the great new ice age coming in. They kept that, that bull crap going until probably around 1980. Ah, let's just say they were wrong. Well, you well, know, on a long enough, a long enough maybe time frame, right. maybe, they're, maybe they're not, maybe that maybe we have a meteor coming. Well, there's a lot of possibilities, a lot of possibilities. So, uh, but we do have all these prognosticators. Most of them are wrong. Same thing with all the bulls in the stock market. Uh, oil was supposed to go back up dramatically when there was all of a sudden conflict in the Middle East or, uh, yeah, you know, no, just by the 70, very nature. What is it? 72. 72. 72. Yeah, 72.50 on my list. Yep. OPEC uh, plus can't seem to agree. And, you know, now there's a concern that demand is waning. Demand is waning because the, 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 the um, global. Electric cars. Well, not only that, because there's more than just electric cars. It's, it's, it's all about, you know, it's planes. It's, 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 it's um, trucks. It's all sorts of things. And the funny thing is, it's in that that this concept is in direct contradiction to what the stock market is saying. That we're gonna have a soft landing, the economy is strong, things are just fine. Oil at 72. Down from like 96 a couple of three months ago. Yeah. That was a so good one. Down like 20%, which is right. They, then they say, well, it's not a supply issue. It's, it's, it's not a demand issue. It's a supply issue. Okay. It's exhausting, by the way. Okay. You know, uh, wait a second. Aren't you pumping the same amount that you did? As a matter of fact, don't you have a million-dollar voluntary reduction in your overall that you've had in, for months? A million barrels per day that you said, hey, you know, we're not going to pump because we're seeing pricing pressure. And then all of a sudden there's more demand issues, but it's not about demand. You see where I'm going here. Yeah. Because yeah, I Somebody don't. doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, that's exactly the point. That is exactly the point. Uh, and back to China, we're going around the world here. Again, China, we got like three different country issues. Ratings agency Moody's, they're at it again. Downgraded its outlook on China's government credit ratings to negative from stable. They expect Beijing's support and possible bailouts for distressed local governments and state-owned enterprises to diminish China's fiscal, economic, and institutional strength. Well, they have that. So all of a sudden, the whole world's being, uh, you know, is 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 going to hell. All these bonds. But are being it sounds tight. like, yeah, Moody's uh, uh, retained the Chinese A one long term credit rating on the country's sovereign bonds, which A triple A is the is the largest. Seems like it's uh going to be probably happening and having these rolling downgrades of countries around the world. Okay. And you go to China, uh, from China to Canada, greater Toronto area. This is kind of fascinating. Uh, there's a couple of things that are really fascinating about this. Let me just go through this and let's talk about it. 
Greater Toronto area home prices fell in November as higher borrowing costs crimped affordability, while the key level of sales edged higher for the first time in about six months. The seasonally adjusted average home fell 2.2% in November from October. And here's the kicker. Let me just read this again. The seasonally adjusted average home price fell to (laughs) $815,000, making the fourth decline in the last five months. You're telling me that the average home price in Toronto is $815,000? What's going on? High prices. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Seriously. Well, it's a metropolitan area and it's Toronto, quote unquote. It just uh, seems like a lot of money. San Francisco is higher. What what is the average price? Let's see. Average I think it's about one point two million or something like that. Average home price in San Francisco? Uh one point three. a square foot. It's too high. $995 a square foot. Nobody could afford that. Tell me about it. People live into it. It's it's ridiculous. The only reason I'm affording all this stuff is because I ratcheted it up. That's a thousand square foot home. I bought my first house in the San Francisco Bay Area for $22,000. Probably worth a million now. Oh, yeah. No, I know what it's worth. It's worth a little over a million. That's aggravating. Well, I mean, you can't keep everything. Well, well, yeah. So new listings in Toronto climbed 16.5% year over year, but decelerated from the 38% increase in October. So what's happening in Toronto is people are starting to really put their houses on the market. That's why you're seeing prices come down to a mere $815,000. I yeah, would have thought Canada falling like a rock. <laughs> I would have thought that housing, in, if I was to be asked about this without knowing, that that housing prices in, in Canada were more reasonable. Well, don't forget the Canadian dollars only were seventy five cents, so they are more reasonable. This is a conversion factor. Canadian, it's a one point oh, one million. Eight eight hundred is American dollars. Yes, it's one point one million Canadian. Um. 1.1 million Canadian. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, it's eight, oh okay. Well, it's too high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. In Switzerland, a major Swiss bank admitted to conspiring with U.S. taxpayers and, and others to hide over $5.6 billion from the IRS. $5.6 billion? Mm-hmm. Spit in the bucket. Yeah. Banca. They just gave $100 billion to Ukraine. They just gave it to them. Yeah, yeah, so well, it's just hundred billion between friends, but this is Switzerland. The point is that Credit Suisse and all these other banks in 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 Switzerland, not such good players. I mean, that's the point of using them, I guess, right? Well, that was the idea originally, and then they, we passed all these laws that they have to cough up all this data uh, on our citizens because we're tracking down every dime we can find. And the Swissers, I thought they were cooperating. This tells me they weren't. Well. Uh, it seems that the 218-year-old Picklet Group, which is the bank, will pay about $122 million in restitution and penalties as part of an agreement with prosecutors. So, Prosecutors from where? United States. How we, what, what is Switzerland? 
kowtow to our prosecutors for? Well, how does that make any sense? Because they must have... We, Aren't they a sovereign country? Yeah, but we have mutual agreements with them about uh, U.S. citizens and uh, use of the banking system. The fact is that worldwide income for American citizens is taxed. There is yeah, no such thing. You're In the U.K., you can put money into different places and, and it, offshore accounts that are not taxed. Not the same for American citizens. Right. So the question asks... You can try. There are places you can try to ditch your money, but... You can try. Use cash. Uh, I think Gibraltar is one of them. But again, the rule is you are supposed to be taxed on your income on a, from a worldwide basis. Yeah. Yeah. If you make money off that... Off, your, off the bank in Gibraltar. Yeah. You if, you, if you want to leave your money in the bank of Gibraltar under, you know, three levels of trusts for asset protection, that's just fine. But if you're using it for... Tax right. avoidance, no right. good. You can use it for asset protection. You can do the same thing with the Cayman Islands. Sure. You're protecting your assets because you're gonna you're afraid of being sued. Yep. By your wife, for example. Possibly. You're like you hate your wife and you ditched all the money. Uh that's legal. Right. You can hide your money from from the claims of creditors and 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 those looking to to get at it for some reason, aside from the Internal Revenue Service. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, that's how they work. It's yeah. the way it goes. So the question is, where's the money go? Where does this $122 million fines go? It's you gonna- keep asking the same question over and over <laughs> for the last decade. <laughs> yeah, you always talk about these fines. Where does the money go? I mean, this I would- no, I know, I'll tell you where it goes. It goes right into Joe Biden's pocket. Oh, goes, and he still can't buy a new laptop to kid. I don't understand. But- I would say that in this one's a little bit clearer. It would go to the IRS for repayment of penalties. The question is, are they going to claw back money from the individuals as well? I thought they just put it in the general fund. Maybe. Now, this 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 infraction happened between 2008 and 2014. The bank had wow. 1,637 accounts on behalf of American clients who collectively evaded approximately $50 million in taxes. So that $122 million must be the taxes due plus penalties on that, plus some kind of other penalties. I think so, yeah. The accounts themselves held more than $5.6 billion of the roughly $20 billion in total assets from U.S. taxpayers. So this bank, this bank, the Swiss bank, Banca, Banqua, Banky, wait, wait, Bank Picklet, P-I-C-L-E-T, has $20 billion of U.S. taxpayer money. That's astonishing. This tells you this how many, how many, how many bank people. We've, neither one of us have heard of. Well, it just tells you how well, many you people. Have, you can't even pronounce it. I can't so. even pronounce it. I never saw the same before. <laughs> uh, but you could just, it shows you how many people, obviously, from your perspective and your analysis, hate their wives. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. This is a really interesting thing. The whole idea of the VIX and gamma I started on, told you about. This 0.3, or we'll call it 0.33 if you want, percent of gains, these small gains, and the VIX coming down to pre-pandemic levels, sub-13. So we saw this epic rally in U.S. stocks, right, that sent Wall Street's fear gates, the VIX, to a post-pandemic low. Now, gamma. So when you look at the factors that are watched by market participants and you look at the funds, the hedge funds that that take their signals from market volatility. And they, they sell when volatility picks up 
and buy when it subsides. So as the market gyrations have calmed, these volatility targeting funds have become buyers of U.S. equities. Picking up $30 billion worth of purchases in the last week, ending November 30th. That's an interesting thesis. Yeah. As, as volatility it's goes pretty down. pretty simple, and you can just do, yeah. Volatility got, goes down where there's not going to be a lot of risk. Let's just buy the crap out of stocks. Yeah. And as it picks up the risk, they create. So th these guys create both sides of the panic. Yeah. As things get calm and people are buying and stocks are going up and there's not a lot of volatility, they're supercharging the it, that. You know, it's interesting because this is the kind of thing, the way the market works, the way these markets work. This is part of the, the scheme. Yeah. And that's why short selling is so important too. And that people that try to make it illegal are just screwing up the system. Making short selling illegal, but keeping other things that are questionable legal is just dumb. I agree. It doesn't allow for two sides of the equation. Right? It's like it's 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 only one-sided. I mean, there are yeah. selling that can go on, I'm, but I'm, all, I'm totally a, yes. I'm I'm with you on this. Mm -hmm. and, and if you have short selling that's illegal, and you still have option availability to buy puts, what's the point? Yeah, how does that work? This is stupid. It's dumb. You know, they they target the people again. What is the whole point? The whole point, and I'll tell you this: whenever I've seen short selling outlawed, or at least you know we, we've seen that a couple of times. In the financial crisis, you weren't allowed to short the banks. You know what happened? Total panic. <laughs> Total panic. Drop the banks right down to, to the bottom. Yeah. Would have been a good short. It's just not a good, not a good play. So um, if stocks average only about a half percent move daily over the next month, these funds could buy another 21 billion more. And then you have option dealers. So these, these option dealers act as intermediaries between buyers and sellers. And, and now, right now, at this moment, these dealers are now net long gamma, meaning that they have to sell stock futures when markets rally and buy futures when markets sell off in order to square the risk on their books. Hmm. So now you got two that things seems going like that That seems like a very complex business and a, and a dangerous one to be in. Yeah, but what they do is, and this is... Of course, you walk away with a lot of dough. Yeah, they're just constantly trying to hedge themselves. So when, when markets rally, they have to sell the futures for the underlying positioning. And when they sell... So now, again, if this is happening, they're going to maintain a... Uh, range, and this is what I talked about. This they talk about 0.5. I, I always talk about 0.3 that I see. Mine is not scientific, it's just anecdotal. Now, the VIX has been below 13 for roughly 20% of the time over the last three decades. So, one fifth How of the long, time, what is the lowest it's ever been? I remember seeing on Obama like an eight. I was like, What? Yeah, what? I kind of remember eight. I'm like, What in the world is going on? That, that was low. Now, the last four times a similar drop happened with the VIX dropping so significantly, the S&P declined an average of 8.5% over the next 31 days. Hmm. It's a complacency trade. It's a counter trade. It's a, a trade that you need to look at. Now, one of the things I talked about was we saw a plus six the other day on the KRI. Remember that? 
Did I tell yeah. you that? Did I tell you this? Yeah, you did actually. And then, and then, you know, ten minutes later, it dropped the markets. Now it came back and then it dropped again, uh, and probably were nowhere from from that point is. So now you could work that off. I think it was a plus two today. You could work that off from time or just a lack of volatility, or selling. Either way you want to look at it, there's multiple ways to to work it off. So. Uh, Am I saying there's going to be a big move down? I just think there's a lot of complacency. I think there's a lot of bulls. We'll have this all up. There's a lot of bulls out there. And, uh, you know, you have to question the uh, the pedestal that they're all sitting on and, and wondering how, you know, we have new highs in home builders and great numbers in sales. I mean, all this is really good. But I would think that the Fed's going to come in and, and step on this a little bit. Well, that's not what anybody else thinks. Mm. Well, everybody thinks it's just going to be a soft landing, right? Well, I was listening to today's CNBC folk, and there seems to be a consensus that the Fed's going to lighten up and drop interest rates in March. Yeah. And that's a good thing, right? Uh, it's good for the market, it seems, but you don't know. See, the market is now trained. It, it is Pavlovian response. It's like a seal. Yeah, it's exactly. And, I, and it's a fish. It's just like a, a stinky, uh, just a, a smelly old sardine being waved in front of the market, right? And 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 truly, the market participants are like, oh, oh, oh. you know, <laughs> that's what they are. So they, that's, can you see them all lined up? Just roll and the fat ones just laying in the sun. That's what they are, and, and all about yeah. you know. Let's let's just go along and grab our fish and get back in the water. Yeah, and and I think that the problem is that this has been the case for you know fifteen years, which is a long time. It's a lifetime in investing, but there's something to be said about utilizing fundamentals and not having a Fed led market that is so um, I will not orchestrated. I'm not going to say manipulated. I'm going to say orchestrated. Or it's like a giant, you know, it's like there's a marionette that's playing and pulling well, all the strings. that's what they like. They've come to the conclusion that that's what they, they're supposed to do. Right, exactly. That if, the, if, the, if interest rates go down, that's good for the markets. Not thinking that interest rates are going down because the economy is slowing down. It's going to cause earnings decay. And it's a problem for the long-term uh, investor. Well, long-term, what I mean long-term, you know, a year or so out. It's not not everything, you know, if the Fed increases, so, so here's, the, here's the story. Ready? Here we go. John, let me explain something to you, sir. If the Fed, first of all, don't fight the Fed. That's the first rule, right? We know that. Yeah, so, and, the, and never talk about the Fed. Right. Don't fight the Fed. <laughs> right, right. Don't fight the Fed. Don't fight the Fed. If the Fed is dropping rates, that's really good for the stock market. And don't fight them because they're trying to loosen financial conditions and, and make it so that it's, it's easing, right? Now, if the Fed is increasing rates, fight the Fed. Got to fight the Fed because that's really good for things. The markets are doing well. The economy is doing well. And that whole thing I was just telling you about don't fight the Fed, don't listen to me. Don't listen. Don't listen because it's a really good thing. And, and that, you know, this whole idea that everything that happens is only bullish. That's what you hear all the time. Yeah. You know, we have a golden cross in the markets where the 50-day moves above the 200-day. That is bullish. 
when the 50-day goes under, which is called the death cross, you know what? That's not an accurate. That's that's not no, very accurate. Still bullish. Yeah, it's bullish. It's not. You know what? It, it's just that's just technical stuff. Don't don't look at that. You know, seriously, that is how these guys talk. Now, over time, they're right. Think about it. Over decades, yeah, they're right. They always missed a big dip. None of this is none of this is is matters, and I agree with that. But you have to think about the shorter term investor, those that don't want to get slammed by something. Can't be watching this all the time. The way they talk about everything always being, you know, the RSI, which is this this whole stupid indicator. It's interesting to use because other people follow it, but it's meaningless otherwise from a technical standpoint and a calculative standpoint. So there you are. I, I've never liked the, the relative strength yeah, index silly. personally. It's silly. It's silly. We have an airline deal. Alaska Air has agreed to buy Hawaiian Airlines. This. Angers me. So both airlines can have lousy food. Okay. This, this angers me. I'll tell you why. Alaska Air is buying Hawaiian Air for $1.9 It only angers me because of my stupidity. Uh, Hawaiian Airlines has been in the toilet since the Maui fires. It's terrible. Terrible. And I didn't realize and think to oh, myself. you missed the buying opportunity. Oh, not because this is up 200% since then. Since its last couple of days, the, the stock has a it, it's the the deal is three hundred percent of the price tag above the closing price of last Friday. Three hundred percent. Yeah, eighteen dollars is the uh, buy price. Uh, Shares trading at thirteen seventy nine. A huge miss. Huge miss. That they would pop back up somehow. It would may it take a while, but fires are put out. You know, earthquakes or any kind of crazy storms aside, it will rebuild. There's already, everybody's going in there like crazy trying to buy up the land, right? And they'll rebuild Maui. It was a freak situation. They're definitely not going to build with wood or bamboo this time. No thatch huts. And most of the flights to Hawaii don't go to Maui. All right, but they go to the mainland. But but that, that was a big destination, though. You've been, right? Yeah, I've been to all. Actually, I've been to all the islands except Maui. I've been to Kauai, I've been to the Big Island, I've been to Oahu, uh, Lanai. Some, I ne no, I haven't been there either. I haven't been to Lanai or Maui. So there's Oahu. Um, I went to the Big Island, Hawaii. That's the big one. Yeah, it's the big one. Cro cockroach uh, uh, filled island. Islands lava. We had cockroaches in the car. Ugh. We had, I, I told Ugh. Mamie before we got to the uh, hotel, I said, you're going to have cockroaches in your purse. She said, that was no way. I said, you better dump your purse out before we go in there. <laughs> Dumps the purse out, 100 cockroaches. The <laughs> island is crawling with cockroaches. That's disgusting. Does it have to do with the lava everywhere, do you think? I avoid that, please. What? Does it have to do with all the lava? Yeah, it has to do with cockroach. I don't know. Mm. I have no idea what the reason for there's so many cockroaches on the big island. Cockroach the island. Crawling with. Wow. Cockroach island. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's gross. Alaska Airlines sunk 12% of the news. Hawaiian Airlines still trading below the buy price. Big concern that it's going to be, you know, some a block by DOG for anti-competitive nature. You know, just one less airline on the on the uh, in the sky that's going to create less competitiveness. 
So it's still a five dollar, four and a half dollar possibility there. Let's let's see where Hawaiian Airlines closed today because that was two days ago. Um, closed at 13, oh, 13.89. There you go, down two percent today. Yeah, that one year chart, pretty good. Still below its all time high at about sixty. So this isn't like a sweetheart deal, like you know, totally. No, guess not. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Layoffs. Layoffs are good again. Remember with that that time, all of a sudden there was this period that all these companies, particularly in tech, were laying off employees, and everybody's like, "Wow, that's fantastic." They're still laying them off at the Bay Area here. Yeah, they're, they're still laying them off. Well, uh, the latest one is moving. You like this because from the from our side of the discussion, music streaming service Spotify is going to lay off seventeen percent of its workforce, about fifteen hundred employees. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, well, it's a lot of employees. Yeah. The company is taking substantial action to right-size our costs. Oh, oh, remember that? There's a term that came and went. Yep, right-size. Right-size. Yep. This guy, whoever said that, is probably from uh, the mid-'80s. Right-size. I have a friend whose boat's named Right-size. Right-size? Yeah. He has right-size and right-time, two different boats. So after a period of expansion, well, well, capital cap size, I guess. You don't want that for your name. No, that's probably not good. Stock was down uh, 50% from its high still from uh, 2021, but it was up nicely. Yep. Mm. Weight loss drug. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know, first of all, there's two different deals that were announced over the last couple of days that companies, major pharmaceutical companies and, and, and healthcare, biotechs, if you will, are buying up starter or companies that have the potential to make weight loss drugs. All the rage. Yeah. There was AI and there was, so so now we don't have to think and we don't have to eat. It's, we're all going to be, going to be in the matrix. You know that just fed, fed some IV, you know, proteins. What's this going to be? Pfizer's twice daily version of an experimental weight loss drug has joined a long list of scrap drugs that aim to treat obesity, but came with an, had all sorts of unintentional consequences. I don't. I don't know how. If you're trying to lose weight, how people vomiting and being uncontrollably and nauseous, it, it seems like that would be a good thing. Well, you know, bulimia is an old practice, yes. which is cheaper. A lot. Oh yes, and it's you don't need cheaper. a prescription. Just, no prescription needed. Yeah, you don't need a prescription. You just go. <laughs> you know, they, they used to have a thing in the Roman times called a vomitorium. Yeah, with a feather. You get your feather. They gorge uh, during the feasts, and then they go into vomitorium, and they all throw up, and they were good to go. There was a great Saturday Night Live skit on that. Did you see it? No. They they would have the vomitorium, and they'd go in. How you doing, Bob? How you doing? Give me one second. You go over, grab a feather, puke it. <laughs> you know, you know, clean well, his teeth out that. a little that's bit. An old, that's an old sketch. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, now in when they had when they had when the when the show had balls to do yeah, stuff like that right so the stock Pfizer which you have been uh, on pretty hard Adam particularly Adam uh, Curry on uh, No Agenda which is uh, Thursdays and Sundays at two p.m. you you really hit Pfizer a lot you you were there was a lot of I don't want to call it conspiracy but maybe it was conspiracy. But uh, from from their side, not from your side, from Pfizer's side, about you know creating much more of this pandemic that was, so they could sell this drug, right? The the shots, the the vaccines. Yeah. 
Stock hit a high of 61 in November of 2021, now trading at 29. Yeah. Could you imagine if they didn't sell those, I don't know, billions of, of shots of vaccines? I don't know. We had a business. I guess so. So it's a lousy company is what you're saying. Yeah, terrible. Terrible. Stock is back where it was pre-pandemic, below trend. Uh, trend line should put it at about 50 bucks. It's trading at 29. That's a good buy. You going to put it on the game? Nope. It's got a lot of problems. Yeah, I, no, I, I wouldn't put it on the I game. Don't like, I don't like the uh, CEO either. Uh, oh, that guy's just a burla. Yeah, that guy's yeah. just a... So what do we got here? Tax trap. Investors and institutions. So we know one of the things that happened over the last year in particular was a lot of investors says, the hell with this money market that I'm getting zero on, this cash account in my brokerage and my bank, I'm going to find somewhere else to make some interest, whether it's treasuries, money markets that pay 5%, whatever it is, right? So they dump all this cash into money market mutual funds, $5.8 trillion um, over the last year or so. Mm. Now, what's interesting is this is huge, considering they pay about 5%. Now, all of a sudden... People are going to wake up and they're all happy that they made all this, you know, extra $20,000 for the year. And wait a second. I got to pay tax on that. So I think there's going to be a People lot of expect. tax surprise in April. Was someone expected this was tax free? No, but I don't think they planned for it. I don't think a lot of people put aside extra, extra estimated taxes for it. Oh, well, that could be. Mm -hmm. All right. On to my favorite story of 2023. You ready for this? You got to follow this. Yeah. All right. Tech firms. Tech firms. They're injecting billions of dollars into companies for like for, for AI, for example. For example, we saw Microsoft. What'd they do? $10 billion to open AI, right? And open AI then signs big contracts to utilize Microsoft's cloud Azure platform. More than $400 million per year. Yeah. From less than a million dollars a year ago. Now, Microsoft takes a position in OpenAI, but also gets to show huge numbers and increase in their revenue from their cloud. Yeah. So the question you have to think about is, it's very simple, but very elegant. Is Microsoft paying for Azure with their own money? to goose their profitability. Well, the thesis that uh, I'm kind of in agreement with is that they never put 10 billion into open AI. They gave them an Azure contract for 10 billion for free. And they also get to use the product for various, whatever purposes they want to use it for. I think Microsoft's pulled a fast one here. But do you, do you think my thesis holds any ground? I think it's basically the same as what I just said. Yeah. So point is they put money over here, but it gets funneled back. It's almost yeah, like but it's not, there's no money involved. That's what I think my point. Well, how it's is just it? all paper? It's all, all on paper. It looks like money. Okay. So however you want to call it, it's almost like an Enron off balance sheet financing deal. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit like that. Right. And there's, but I'm sure that they're giving them the, uh, the Azure, um, access at a discount, but not at wholesale. Yeah, and booking it at full price. They're not booking, I'm sure they're not booking it at full price, but they're 
they're still booking it at a profit. Point is, it's almost like they're giving themselves money and it just and buying their own space. Yeah, well, that's it's kind of like charging themselves doing rent. With Ukraine money. Most of the money's over here, as most of the reports have shown. Like ten billion dollars, it was going to go to Ukraine. Ninety percent of it's still in the United States because it just goes to our defense guys. Um, so this, this is the kind of circular way of dealing with uh, finances. Kind of fascinating. Now, Amazon is plowing four billion dollars into Anthropic, another AI company, right? Which yeah. has agreed to spend just as much money, four billion dollars, over the next five years on Amazon's cloud services. Yeah, shows you that Microsoft's got a little more on the ball. They got they went ten billion of their own money into their own business, and Amazon can only do four. <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> still time, but I think this is one of the best. How, scams of 2023. It's a beautiful scam, if uh, you want to call it a scam. Scheme? How about a scheme? Scheme's less. Scheme. It's a scheme. 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 But it yeah, brings, brings revenue and it makes everything look great. And everybody, nobody's upset because, you know, it's another company, theoretically. And, you know, it's all above board. Mm, mm, mm. All right, a yeah, couple more things here. Above board. Apple, Apple is, is talking about bundling. Now, last Friday, media stocks jumped following a Wall Street Journal article that Apple and Paramount Global are in early stage talks to offer a bundle of the two companies' streaming platforms. Oh, well, that should be a winner. I don't, most people can't even get Paramount Global. And Apple, who cares? What do they got that's worth a, a powder? Well, the companies are talking about bundling Apple TV Plus and Paramount Plus. This is almost like an algebraic calculation that has to have the same function codes they have pluses so they're good to go they can be joined if it had the word max it was no good they don't equal there's no you can't do x doesn't work you can't do it it's not an equal plus (laughs) equal number um so this offering would cost less than subscribing to two separately so paramount really well that's it is that's a fascinating idea Mm -hmm. i thought they'd cost more when you bundle them so actually it probably should yeah, Paramount yeah. and Warner Brothers jumped last Friday. Very exciting. I wonder what Warner Brothers has got to do with it. I think that's part of the Paramount. I think Paramount's Warner Brothers under Paramount, isn't it? I thought it was under Discovery Time Warner. Paramount, uh, Warner, uh, Paramount Pictures, the picture now owned by Warner Brothers, uh, has collaborated with Warner Brothers. Now, let's see, work with Warner Brothers. Uh, Patrick, I don't know what that is, what that means. Who bought Paramount? Viacom? Viacom? Yeah, CBS. I don't know. I don't know why there's a thing here. I'm not sure. I want to pay five and two Paramount and two the rights to the South Park. Wow. That's pretty good. Mm. Oh, well, moving along. Last thing we'll mention here before we get to the game, uh, a couple things to talk about. I have a doozy for the game. Probably a crazy little idea, but... I thought we were just doing the stock market this month. No, no our game. What are you talking about? What? Oh, you mean the, the, the stock picks. Yeah, and then starting uh, next week, we'll start this. But I want to mention again the winners and the entries and the people that will be involved in the Close to the Pin Cup for 2023. Yeah. So if you're listening... Uh, keep an eye on your email the next week or so. We're going to light that up 
And if, in fact, anybody else that is listening that feels that they can get over on us and put their guess in for the game, you'll be deleted. So don't <laughs> even try. It's just not worth it. And it makes my life more difficult and my people's life more difficult. So please don't do that. And so he has people. Yeah, my people's people, too. A lot of people. Uh, what do we have? Matthew Phillips, 2022 winner. Anson Brady. Taylor Rivera. Jeff Salcedo, Jen Deval, and Mike Kazmierczak. 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 Yeah. That'd be my guess. I also think it should be Salcedo. Salcedo. What did I say? Salcedo? Salcedo. Jeff Salcedo. I'm guessing. Mm. Mm-hmm. If you uh, could kindly join the game with names like John Smith, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Those days are This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz, a company myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discussed in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. Got a couple things that are off. Yeah. Uh, one of them is short. That's the end of that. Yeah, and restaurant brands off. Um, and they had a good one, uh, this therapeutics holdings. It, it made money 17%, then it got kicked out. Well, it's worse. It's worse than that. It got kicked out early. It was up another 12% today. You yeah, went up yeah. 45% as of today. Yeah, yeah, well. That's the nature of the game. Mm -hmm. If it was uh, something I was holding, I would have probably forgot about it, and it would be fine. But the best thing of all is just a mere two shows ago, you mentioned the Magic Bros name, the Magic yep, Brothers. for a while, the Breaker Brothers. Breaker Brothers. Two shows ago, you get Madrigal. 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 Madrigal Pharmaceuticals up 22%. Not only 22%, 22.22%. <laughs> 22.22%. Yeah, it's on its way. There you go. And a real good food company, which is turning to be a real bad stock, is off, <laughs> off by 12%. Uh, it's, it's a penny stock. What do you want? Well, look, we have like no shorts on here. No, there's one. There's two left. Wendy's. Wendy's up 5%. AMD, which has a big uh, meeting tomorrow morning announcing something to do oh, with yeah, their this, AI. This was a risky one. This could be. This could be bad for you. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Up 4.5%. The worst I could do is be down 10%. Yeah, well. Not the worst. Now, let's talk about something really stupid, shall we? Okay. Company called Safety Shot. Yeah, what about it? Safety Shot is a new drink that supposedly, once you drink it, within 30 minutes, cuts your alcohol level down by 50%. That would be, I can almost tell you what's in that. Knack, um, this this uh, uh, this uh, health food, uh, I can't say what it is, I can't remember, but Knack, N-A-C, all caps, is a uh, supplement that 
I was told years ago that Germans use when they drink too much, you take this stuff and it drops your uh, it drops your alcohol levels down just almost immediately. Or is it nootropic? Is it a nootropic? N O O tropic? No. Uh, it no. Says, not that I know of. The formulation Nack. includes a tailored selection of all natural vitamins, minerals, and nootropics, promoting faster alcohol breakdown and aiding in recovering and rehydration. Oh, no FDA like approval gimmick. is needed as it falls under the category of. Yeah, it's like NAC. They've been trying to take NAC off the market for a long time. The problem with NAC for anyone who wants to try this, uh, you have to, you know, if you're drinking too much, you try this stuff and before you go to bed. You will wake up at four in the morning so wide awake, it's astonishing. Really? Yeah, it's the damnedest thing. I, I've only used it a couple of times for that. But uh, you, you just wake up, boom. So there's and a like, lot of hype on this. The reason okay. why this is interesting Sounds is- like a good- I didn't- We just said publicly traded yes, stock? Yes, it's thinly traded. It went from- I watched it go in one day from three to seven. Uh, my son called me about it and told me about it, that he was getting a haircut, and his haircut guy told him about it. That's what oh, yeah, I said. This is the greatest- yes. This is the- this is the kind of gimmick invest investment yep. that people should be donating to the show. Yep. This kind of information. It's <laughs> exactly right. It's very easy to donate, by the way. And for those of you that didn't get uh, the, the hint from our annual letter, or our twice annual letter <laughs> that comes out, um, you can donate. Go over to dhunplug.com, hit the donate button, smash it, hit it, whack it. Safety shot, now trading about $4.76, down 15% for the day. Was up at about six bucks or five and a half earlier than shot down. The bottom line is that there is a lot of hype about this. People are excited about this. All young people think, wow, let me get this and it's, straight. Uh, and we're coming up on Christmas. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Let me get yeah, this, this straight. This is a, I like this, this pick. I have one pick. What do you got? I'm going back to the well for PRPH, Proface Health. PRPH. PRPH. And yep, what's yep. the rationale you ask? I do. I do. I do. Yeah, I have a friend who like follows the stock so closely. He's like, it's up his ass. And uh, he told me to put it back on the game. Friendly advice. Friendly advice. <laughs> That's friendly advice on show number 680. All right. I'm, I'm debating one thing, though. Do I, do I want to put a bigger... That's trading at about 480 also. Do I want to put a bigger stop on this? I got 15%. I mean, this could fly 15% in one day. I'm going 20%, okay? Well, I don't think you need to. I think it's our, well, okay. Yeah, it might be bumping around, but I, I personally doubt it would make a 20% move at this point. It's so low. I mean, it was up It, it was up 100% then it came back down, but I hear you. All right, well, uh, we got a good show in. Perfectly at one hour, exactly. Perfect. Perfect and more perfect. All right. Okay. Next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent because I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint. I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care. No millionaire can give me the ice to stare. Because I got a dollar. My last dollar bill. <laughs> Horowitz & Company, Inc. is registered 
as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.